2: the UK, online, on DAB and on your smart speaker. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
0: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of yet another tumultuous week. Uh, in these British Isles. We have seen police officers attacked on the streets in daylight in Hackney. Three men and a 13-year-old boy have now been arrested for that. We have seen the government finally getting a backbone against the protesters that uh, have wreaked havoc all across the capital city of this country uh, for the last two weeks. And they have basically announced that there will be people jailed within 24 hours uh, if they riot on the streets of London. That, for me, is a big step forward. And as a result, Black Lives Matters will not be demonstrating this weekend. And so hopefully, London will be returned to its citizens those of us who are lawful those of us who understand what Black Lives Matter is is all about but for those of us who do not want to see police officers falling off horses police officers being admitted to hospital police officers with blood draining down their faces because they've been attacked by anarchists and mobsters who think nothing of democracy and who want to break down and tear down everything about Britain's history uh, that we all hold and Claim to be very, very dear indeed. Some statues have been removed, some statues are now being protected. I'm happy about that. I'm gonna talk about that throughout the course of the day today. We are here for three hours. We are the home of common sense. And our first guest this morning uh, is gonna continue to join us in that quest for common sense because we need common sense in this country right now. There are too many people who are stoking the fires of anger, who are stoking the fires of anarchy, and who are trying to make out that there is something rotten about the British Isles. And I can tell you this for what it is worth. There is nothing rotten about the British Isles. And there are lots of people who want to come and live here because it is such a great country. Nigel Farage joins us. He's the leader of the Brexit party. He is a man uh, for some who is a very divisive figure. He is a man for some uh, who is a man uh, who... stalks uh, all sorts of problems in the country and who calls it as it is and for some people that is unpalatable I say it's not unpalatable, I want people to be heard in this country, I want opinions to be heard and I want opinions uh, to be argued about and that's what we're going to do, we want to hear from you of course as well, 0344 499 1000 is the number it's Friday so we've got the Perrier Awards coming up a little bit later on as well, but you are listening to me, Mike Graham, high above the streets of London high above the River Thames and looking out upon London's skyline right now, we are the fastest growing radio Station in the country in the world and on the planet and there's a very good reason for that because we tell you the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth this is talk radio mid-morning with mike gray talk radio now it's time to say a very good morning not just to all of you people listening but to nigel Farage, the leader of the brexit party nigel thank you so much for joining us a very good, good morning, morning to you very good morning to you, Nigel. There's lots to discuss this morning. Um, I don't wish to start off with faulty Towers, but we will get to faulty Towers because the idea that they've banned faulty Towers now is quite laughable and quite ridiculous. Uh, but let's start talking first of all um, about the, uh, the march that is now not going to happen this weekend. It would seem to me that perhaps we have now seen the end uh, of the protest. We have seen the end of the Black Lives Matter demonstrations and we have learned something from it, have we not? No, I'm really sorry to say that's completely wrong. Uh, I mean, look, when back in
2: 1990, we had the poll tax, the poll tax riots, you know, they smashed up Trafalgar Square, set fire to a few things. The government dropped the poll tax and that was the end of it. What we need to understand here uh, is we're dealing with something very different. Now, the three words on their own, black lives matter. Well, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and if people say uh, they want to make sure that throughout society, There is equality of opportunity um, and we have to deal with whatever unfairnesses there are, that's fine. But here's the problem. Black Lives Matter as an organization is a Marxist anarchistic organization that seeks to defund the the police, to overthrow our capitalist system, to put put in place reparations for slavery, for things that happened centuries ago. You know, they're not gonna go away just because a few statues have been brought down. They will continue if they're allowed to and if public support stays with them, they will continue until they have fundamentally changed society. And I I really think uh, this is now about a lot more than George Floyd and the appalling manner of his death. This is now an all out attack on our nation, its symbols, our heritage, It's an attempt to completely, completely make all of us feel ashamed of who we are, of what we are. So if you think just because tomorrow's march has been called off that it's over, I'm very sorry but I think you're wrong.
0: Okay, well you can say that Nigel, but what I, what I mean by what, what I said about we have learned something from it, we have learned some good things, i.e. Uh, those people who didn't know uh, about our history perhaps have now learned something about our history. You can take a view on our history, but we've been talking about it, which I think is no bad thing. I'm not one of those people who thinks that we should hide things under the carpet. I'm not one of those things that thinks people that thinks you should put things away in a cupboard, but but what I mean is, is that we're having this uh, conversation now. And what you've said as well is something we've also learned. Yes, we have learned that the, uh, the, the means of uh, uh, what it is that Black, the Black Lives Matter organization wants to do uh, is to tear down the way that we live, is to tear down uh, the government that we have and is to become a sort of anarchistic society. But a bit like Extinction Rebellion, I think it's a it's a fad. And I think people who are involved in it. On the outskirts of it, who have got caught up in it, many of the sort of white middle class kids who have been marching in the streets of London will now say to themselves, well, actually, now that we know what it's all about. um, Yes, of course, we want equal rights for for people of all uh, colours. But what we don't want uh, is radical, mad, crazy demonstrations which turn violent. No, I mean, look, I think uh, much of this actually could have been dealt with
2: if mainstream media had done their job. Hmm. Uh, but they haven't. I mean, I was on, um, earlier this week, I was on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan and, and, and Susanna Reid. And we were talking about Black Lives Matter, and I made the distinction, as I've just made to you, between the three words and what they could represent and the organisation. And when I said live on air, that the main aim of Black Lives Matter was to defund the police, indeed to abolish the police. I mean, I was screamed at as if I was some some kind of liar. And maybe one of the reasons that so many of those young, uh, middle-class, university-educated kids have gone on those demos is because they were not being told the truth by anybody about what this organisation represented. And so I think some very interesting things are going on here. I mean, number one, Middle England is absolutely furious, firstly, at government, the Church of England, nobody daring to stand up and give any kind of moral leadership Whatsoever. And secondly, and make no mistake about this confidence and public trust in mainstream media is now falling to a level that would have been unimaginable even two years ago.
0: Yes, I think that's absolutely right. But isn't it interesting, though, Nigel, that we see things now in such black and white terms? Because, as you quite rightly say, there's nothing that you have said to me this morning which is untrue, right? Everything that you have said is defensible. And I would support you in that. You have said quite clearly that, of course, we should have uh, uh, respect and we should have um, uh, an uh, an opinion in which we want all lives to matter. And particularly if Black Lives Matter is to be something we talk about, that's fine. But it's equally uh, right to say that they are a hideously kind of anarchistic organisation and the people at the top of it would like to see some very bad things happening to this country. And it's also right to say that most right thinking people in this country do not believe in their cause in terms of breaking down uh, the entire democratic process. Right. And so why is it that people have to say, you know, on the one hand, I support Black Lives Matters, uh, but I can't say, but I don't support what it is that they want to do with our political system.
2: Well, I mean, this has become the sort of hysteria, hasn't it? And, yeah. and, and, and you know, I mentioned the church already. I mean, the Archbishop of Canterbury virtually seems to support the organisation. I mean, no surprise with him, I guess. Um, government, you know, we get Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson parroting Black Lives Matter as if to say, look, aren't we wonderful people? You know, we're supporting these causes. Well, you know, Boris, why not tell us that you want, that, that you're proud of the fact that already... The UK is one of the fairest and most tolerant countries in the world for people to live in. Uh, But, you know, if we can make it better, we will. But why not tell us, Boris, we will not allow the mob to take over this country? Because with that lack of courage from the government, with some of the decisions made by senior police officers, just to stand aside and, and, and see memorials torn down, to see Churchill's statue defaced, to see, I mean, the cenotaph, desecrated this lack of moral leadership i think it's making people really uh, begin to doubt almost everything in terms of the institutions of this country and that is not a good thing because my worry is this if people see that there is not a resolute fight back against the mob my fear is that some may start taking this into their own hands there is a vacuum at the top of this country at the moment and it needs to be filled
0: pdq Well, this is why I was rather encouraged to see the front page of the Times today, Nigel, in which they have at least now developed something of a backbone in the yeah. Home Office, where they say violent protesters will be jailed within 24 hours. Because we absolutely need to stamp this out. Because, as I've said all week to anybody who's listening to this radio show, basically they might come for you. They might turn up at Nigel Farage's house one day and decide that you're a bit of a racist and they don't like your attitudes politically, and they're going to burn your house to the ground. And there is nothing to suggest that that would not happen. Uh, if the police and the government do not step in now, yeah, that's right.
2: I mean, I mean, you know, the, the mob have been completely out of control. Um, I tell you what's very interesting, though, about this. I mean, let's let's look at what happened in Bristol, okay? The Edward Coulston statue. And there have been debates in Bristol going on for a long time about the Coulston legacy because yep. so many public buildings in that city were named after him. Yep. And, I mean, let's be honest you know, Bristol was built on the slave trade. I mean, that that is the honest truth of of, of Bristol's history. Mm. Uh, There's nothing you can say or do that will ever change that. But what is really interesting is there are so many people in the media, in the public space, saying that what happened in Bristol last Sunday was somehow acceptable. Uh, In fact, some think it was noble because, you know, he was a slave trader. Therefore, that behaviour was acceptable. When you, Gov asked 4,300 people did they think the manner that the statue was removed was acceptable? Only 13% supported it. So you see this gap that is there, the gap that is there between parliament and the people, between mainstream media and the people, I don't think it's ever been wider. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting yesterday to see uh, down in Pool uh, next to the Robert Baden-Powell statue, There were some local residents there, you know, and there was a woman holding a placard that said, British history matters. And this really, I think particularly to some of the younger people that you were talking about earlier, we've got to impress upon them. There are aspects of our history that you may not like, but you cannot judge the world 300 years ago by the values of today. What you can do is to teach history correctly, And on slavery, we should be telling young people, yeah, sure, we had a slave trade. Everybody had a slave trade. The Romans had a slave trade. Everybody had a slave trade. But we were the one country through the campaign led by William Wilberforce to not just abolish the slave trade, not just abolish the owning of slaves in this country and around the colonies, but we actually used the Royal Navy to stamp it out across much of the rest of the world. So we need to start teaching history properly. And, and maybe, maybe the real example to us here is Nelson Mandela. Because remember that when Mandela was released from prison, when Mandela took over uh, in charge of South Africa, you know, he faced the historical leg- legacy of Cecil Rhodes. You know, Rhodes, a giant historical figure. I mean, a man with a country named after him, mm. Rhodesia. And, and what did... What did Mandela do? Did he say we must abolish Rhodes? We must get rid of this white imperialist. We we remove him, you know, maybe even burn a few history books about him. No, what Mandela did was to set up the Mandela Rhodes Foundation as a means of learning from the past to get a better future. And I think that, that these are the positive arguments we've got to start making to our youth because, you know, it's all well and good getting rid of the Colston statue, but you dig into the Royal African Company and you find out that Charles II founded it. So should we get rid of all references to Charles II? Indeed, James II was a patron of it. Uh, You know, Locke, the famous political philosopher, was an investor in it. And Samuel Pepys, uh, you know, somebody whose diaries of the 17th century are taught in schools all over this country, was a big investor and did very well out of the Royal African Company. And that's the problem. If you start to unpick, if you start to try and delete individual little parts of history, you finish up with literally nothing left. And I know that that is what, that is what these cultural Marxists want. And we've got to stand up because we cannot allow it to happen.
0: No, I totally agree with you on that front, Nigel. But of course, we do now live in very febrile times, right? Now, you are often accused uh, of lighting the fires of racial hatred because of what you do uh, out there in the public eye. The fact that you go deliberately to uh, the coastal regions of this country, you go down to Dover, you go down to Hastings, you film mm. uh, yourself on boats watching as uh, illegal migrants come on uh, on dinghies from Calais. Now, do you not feel that you in some way contribute to these people's fear and these people's loathing of what they see as a racist country? Well, I've argued for over
2: two decades for a sensible, controlled immigration policy. And in fact, one of my major objections was that we had an open door to a whole lot of white countries, um, which probably meant there were quite a lot of talented Indians, for example, that couldn't come to Britain. So the issue of controlling numbers sensibly the issue of making sure your society is as integrated as it possibly can be has nothing to do with race whatsoever. Uh, When it comes to what's happening in Dover, look, it wouldn't make any difference whether those that were coming were young uh, men of dark skin or young men of pale skin. That is not the issue. And we've got to stop. We've got to stop dealing with this in colour terms all the time. We've got to say that we're going to treat everybody in this country fairly and equally and do you know something i have met over my years you know out campaigning very large numbers of people from the bame community who just want everybody to be treated equally and fairly and that that is part of our fight back against these arguments that are being pushed by organizations like black lives matter which will only increase whatever divisions are
0: there in our society? And as far as the future is concerned, Nigel, you know, what is it going to be for you? Um, because we know without getting into any particular details that you've got yeah. a little bit of time on your hands at the moment. Are you going to be going back <laughs> into mainstream politics? Are you going to be going uh, to stay in the media? Uh, your YouTube channel is now doing great guns, uh, very popular. Lots of people are watching what you have to say. Uh, what's next for you? I haven't decided. I mean, I genuinely haven't decided. Um,
2: uh, the break with LBC, well, we've been in negotiations for some time, but in the end, as with everything in life, it happens rather suddenly. Um, And I've no wish to comment about it. Um, I've no wish to uh, display sour grapes or anything like that at all. Uh, The great thing in life, when things happen and big changes occur, uh, the best thing anyone can do is look forwards and look backwards. And I've had lots of texts, Mike, from people say, oh, it must have been a very difficult day for you yesterday. Um, And the response is, well, compared to climbing out of a light aircraft, that's just crashed to the ground in twenty two. <laughs> you know, yes. it's pretty small beer. All right, um, I look whatever I do, whatever I do. Uh, you know, I want to be part of the public debate. I think one of the things that I've got right over the years, uh, more often than not, is I've gener- I've generally had a feeling of where Middle England is on issues, uh, and I've seen that gap between Middle England and between our politicians and the BBC, for example. uh, And I've been able, I think, uh, through the power of argument, through being able to get people to follow me, uh, to help close some of those gaps. I guess Brexit is the one that I might be the best known for. So I'm going to go on doing that by whatever means. um, But for the next couple of weeks, um, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go fishing, and I'm waiting for the pubs to open. Are you going
0: to go fishing off the coast of Sussex?
2: Well, I probably will, (laughs) but I'll have to be careful uh, not to mix work with pleasure, because uh, the boats are still coming, you know. Uh, I mean, last Wednesday, last Wednesday was a record day. 166 illegal migrants were brought into Dover. um, And who knows what other boats may have landed on shingle beaches in Kent or East Sussex Uh, during the course of the night, and and, and those people just disappeared. Um, 166 in one day. Uh, They were coming in yesterday. They were coming in the day before. um, And, of course, they all get whisked off and put in four-star hotels. And I think uh, we need to have a proper debate about this. This government was elected with a stonking majority to deliver on Brexit. And part of Brexit was controlling our borders. And what is happening in Dover most days of the week, is we're being made a laughing stock. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm not going to let that go. But, no, I'm going to take a little bit of time out. Um, I, I, I think that's a sensible thing to do when a big change in life has happened. And, uh, hey, you know what? The country's beautiful. The weather's been quite nice. All we need is the pubs open. That's really important.
0: Yes. Listen, Nigel, fantastic to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for telling us uh, what you believe in, why you believe in it, and what everybody else should be thinking about. Because let's face it, you might not agree with Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage is the leader of the Brexit party. He doesn't want to be in the European Union. He wants controlled immigration. He does not believe that the cause of Black Lives Matter is a bad one. He believes that their cause is right, but he does not believe in their methods. He does not believe in their aims at the end of the day to completely overthrow the state. But if you don't agree with Nigel Farage, this is a very
1: open channel that we have right here at Talk Radio.
2: mid-morning with mike graham talk radio the independent republic of mike graham on talk radio
0: welcome back to the independent republic of mike graham right here on talk radio right now uh, we're going to find ourselves talking uh, to black lives matter gary mcfarlane joins us he's an activist for the organization gary a very good uh, morning to you welcome hello Thanks, right. for, thanks for joining us. We spoke to Nigel Farage earlier on today, so we thought it was only fair, I don't know whether you heard the interview, whether uh, to, that we could talk to you uh, as well. Nigel Farage basically uh, disagreed with me. I said basically at the start of the show that I think most people now understand the cause of Black Lives Matter. I think most people now, certainly in this country, are aware uh, that there is a racial problem in the country and are quite happy to help with whatever that can do. Uh, but probably most people now would rather see the end of, of the violent Protests that we've seen uh, in recent weeks
1: um i haven't spotted any violent protest i must have missed that one unless you're talking about the occasion when the police cavalry charged the peaceful protesters well or i don't sure think they, i don't
0: think they charged them i think somebody threw a bicycle at yes, the horse they did. didn't they
1: well i might be open to disagreement but i think if you look at the footage all of the footage and see it in context you'll know what happened um And also the following day when they kettled young people, also peaceful, until 1.30am and in the previous few hours had instigated violence against such individuals, which was part of a pattern of over-policing of the Black Lives Matter protests. And the fact that the protests everywhere else in the country, and there have been actually hundreds of protests everywhere else in the country, have been peaceful, Uh, and the fact that the London ones were entirely peaceful apart from when the police decided to intervene um, tells you the real truth of the matter which is is a, a movement of hundreds of thousands of peaceful people uh, protesting and demanding uh, racial equality in the UK
0: so you you would disagree with those who say that your march was uh, somehow infiltrated by people who wanted to cause trouble
1: yeah i don't i don't go this so, that means, we heard so, it, so that means we that heard that this, every, it, so, it, so that it, means
0: that anybody who did cause trouble then is part of your movement
1: no, because it's a diverse movement, and it's open to anyone. It's not a membership organisation, and there are lots of different groups that come under the umbrella Black Lives Matter. Okay. Um, so I think Mr Farage and others maybe are um, influenced by um, the Dumbo in the White House, Mr Trump, who thinks it's all to do with outside agitators, the fact that the Minneapolis police station was burned to the ground. Right. Actually, that was done by the community.
0: So that was, that was done by people who support Black Lives Matter?
1: It was done by people in the community. That's why they're calling for the defunding of the police in Minneapolis, which has been passed democratically by the council. Are you are you
0: calling for that in this country?
1: I am, yes. So
0: what would you all... so what would you do uh, with the with the defunding of the police? Would there be no more police?
1: What would we do? What we do would transfer that money that you know, goes to the metropolitan police into much better um, community resources.
0: So you would have no so police force, in other words. <laughs> so you would have no police.
1: Yeah, we'd police ourselves, I think it would be a much better.
0: Approach. Okay. So, who were those people who were chasing the police um, at the last Black Lives Matter march? Who were they?
1: Do you expect me to know them? I don't know who they were, but um, certainly there were people who were responding to police violence. If that's what you mean.
0: No, they were chasing police who were not involved in any kind of violence. This was way before any of the violence kicked off. But there was footage of I two. You know there was footage of two young that black you, women. You, Hang on a second. There was footage. You, there was footage you, of two young black women stopping a group of young men chasing the police and saying to them very openly please don't do this this is not helping our cause but you i'm yeah. assuming would would i would identify with what they were doing and you would support it
1: no what i'm taking an issue with is that why are you, are you talking about a couple of minor instances well you've told um, me there weren't out any out of context uh, of a massive demonstration of peaceful people. and prefer preferring to talk about that rather than talk about the uh, realities of injustice in this country and racial Well, I, I, th- I, think what I don't we, know why, well, what because we you did... don't really want to talk about issues.
0: No, Gary, what we talk about on this radio station is all manner of things. And I will not be told what I can talk about and what I can't talk about. What I'm asking you is, was there any violence on those marches? And you said there was not. Only by the police. And I've just pointed out to you that there were occasions where the police were being chased away I, by by, I, so by very violence. by very threatening yeah. by very threatening young men.
1: Yes, because you haven't seen it in context. And what I'm saying that the context is um, the instigation of violence by the police, and the context is of the wider policing of the metropolitan police. Which leads to tasering, which leads to killing, which leads to brutalisation on that everyday basis and yearly, monthly basis in this city. When, uh, was, the a bl- a was,
0: the when was the last time a black man was tasered by the police? When was the last time a black man was tasered by the police? Two days ago. Two days ago.
1: Who was it? Who was it? You don't give up the news.
0: Well, why don't we? why don't you Scott. tell me who it was and we can report
1: question. Let me tell you who it was. It was God. Millard Scott. It's a 62-year-old man uh-huh. who could have almost died because he was tased by the police. Why is he tased? Because he's got black skin. He happens to be the father of Rex 32, who's a very well-known rap star. That's why when he put the video up, it got several million views. People are outraged by that. They're lucky that hasn't actually been a riot, to be quite frank, because this is what's going on up and down the country to people that aren't as well-known. That's why people hate the police. That's why we want to defund the police. Well, that's the why some people
0: hate the police.
1: Are, are an oppressive organisation that exists to basically keep working people in their place and the black section of that working people in particular in London.
0: In London, well, I mean, I'm very surprised that, that we I'm haven't. Just, I'm very surprised that we haven't heard about that story, to be honest. And I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to look into it. I'm very okay, surprised because, generally speaking, yeah, if see. the police taser anybody, if the, hang God, on, Gary, the hang the on a stuff second, stuff no, no, got, hang on, if the police, a
1: speech, no, if the police, got not, very well known civil rights. Fighter, Stafford Scott, and it's his elder brother. So you should know, and you should really do your intelligence and do your research. Well I've asked
0: I'm I'm asked I've asked you a question, you've given me better, an answer. Um, which, is, which, is, which is which is fine. What else is uh, is Black Lives Matter aiming for in addition to getting rid of the police?
1: Well, there's some certain things that can be done before we get rid of the police, such as banning the rollout of tasers, so that'd be a very good start, banning stop and search because not, Black youth and nine-point black people are nine-point-three times more likely to be stopped by the police than anyone else, and that has no impact on actually bearing down on crime whatsoever. But it's entirely oppressive. Um, they could start by uh, paying the, the, the money out—the two hundred million that was earmarked for Windrush and uh, an amnesty for everyone caught up in the Windrush scandal, which is a matter of deliberate Tory policy. But um, send people to their deaths in some cases in this country because uh, they were told all of a sudden that they weren't British although they were invited into this country in the 1950s and their descendants. Uh, That was an outrage and still an outrage in our community. They could start with a public inquiry into the massive disproportionate black and minority ethnic persons that have died in this pandemic. That would be a good start also. Uh, Many other things they could be doing such as looking at the institutionalised racism across all areas of employment and education. In education, they could be doing something to introduce, not this black education is a monthly thing every October, but actually integrated into the curriculum, something that's been demanded for several decades and still has not happened. And that doesn't mean just talking about Mary Seacole, the um, black nurse, although we should talk about her. Actually, it means integrating African history into the history lessons. Um, so that's, those will be good starters.
0: Okay, why are you suddenly asking for all this now, though?
1: I think we've been asking for it for a very long time.
0: Well, you haven't been it's marching. Been well, a, you haven't been marching about it for a very come long.
1: A, time. It's, come, come, it's come to a head, has not it, because of what's happening in the United States of America? But and does it not all seem? But,
0: but, but, but surely, if you've been this, but surely, hang on, if you have been this dissatisfied with the way society is, Gary, surely you should have been demonstrating before now. You shouldn't have been waiting for an excuse. Because of something that happened in America, surely you should have been doing it every week.
1: Well, people say they have a good grasp of history, your recent history is not very good. So twenty eleven. Do you remember when Mark Duggan was murdered by the police?
0: You mean the, the drug, drug the drug dealer,
1: Mark Duggan? That led to uprisings. Oh, so it's okay to murder drug dealers, if that is the case, if he was a drug dealer.
0: Well, he was shot anyway, he was he shot by anyway. a, hang on, he was shot by an armed yeah, police. Anyway, Gary, well, no, you're you gotta let me speak, uprising, Gary. Down Listen, down Gary, down. you have to let me speak, otherwise this ain't gonna work, all right? And I can mute you if that's what we have to do. The point is, the riots were caused. The riots were caused by an incident which happened when the police were tailing a, a known drug dealer, a known criminal who uh, had been involved in very violent acts in the past. You might say the police should not have shot him, but the police made a decision to shoot him because of the way he was acting. Right now. That was a riot which then ensued as a result because people wanted to vent their frustration and many people accepted that. But there was an awful lot of violence done uh, to many parts of this country and particularly parts of London, which would have, I would suggest, be counterproductive to the community in which people lived. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Uh, Yeah, so we agreed. He was killed by the police. You might disagree about why or how and stuff, but he was killed by the police. I think you can agree on that one and that there was a response. And so to your earlier question, why, why haven't you been talking about these things before? 2011, 20 Well, that's nine years a, ago. A good example of action talking about these things. Um, why haven't we we've been, demonstrations every year about, you just don't pick them up. That's <laughs> not our fault. Every year about the number of deaths in police custody or, organized every year, every November, I believe, in this country, in central London. But it's just not reported by the police, sorry, by the media. The things that you do report are, you know, when there's a riot, you're very good at reporting those or when there's uh, someone throws an Evian bottle in the direction of the, a police force, you're very good at reporting that. Well, if somebody but throws no,
0: an Evian bottle at a police officer and hits them, they could actually kill them. I don't know whether you think that that's acceptable, but I would rather the streets of London were the, safe if, for if, me and my family yeah. to walk around.
1: The trouble is are not safe for um, black youth to walk around, are they? That's a problem.
0: Well, there's a lot of black youth so, who get stabbed to death, right?
1: Yeah, so... And you know, who are they Who are they being stabbed up. to death by?
0: What? Who are they being stabbed to death by? The police?
1: The reason why there's knife crime is to do with the um, years and years of massive um, inequality that exists in this country that has driven... Black youth into a position where they have no opportunities, um, where they get um, excluded from school. They're the first ones to get excluded. Um, they get no qualifications, can't get a decent job. Some of them drift into petty crime and worse and into gangs. And that's only a minority, by the way. But those that do end up in tr- turf wars over who's going to sell in what areas and sometimes end up attacking each other, sometimes with knives. Okay. So a what would you, let me ask you a question, Gary. What, would you, you, what the, would you do? If you change the social context... Instead of actually taking more and more money out of working class communities, there'll be less crime.
0: Well, I tell you what. What would you do with These the drug? What would you do? Support. Hang on, hang on a second. Let me That's ask a... you another question. What would That's you do? A... Can you please with let me? Man. Would you please let me have a That's conversation a... with you, Gary? Stop trying to talk I'm just trying over to give you
1: me. Some facts. I'm trying to give you some facts. Well, I want to, to ask you a question. Okay,
0: sir. I want to ask you a question.
1: You can't stop, but I'm just trying to answer them.
0: Well, let let me ask you another question. If you in your okay. world where there are no police officers, what would you do about yeah. the
1: drug gangs in this city? Well, in the world when there's no police officers, it goes uh, as a piece with a number of other things happening. So that money would be that would be diverted would be part of a whole heap of more money that would go back into our communities and actually undermine the drug dealing because people would have decent jobs to go to. So it's you actually jobs. you
0: actually are that naive that you think people will stop taking drugs,
1: really? No, we can also well, what drugs are you talking about? I personally think they should all be legalized. So, so you want to
0: legalize all drugs?
1: So, yes, so right, that's so that's
0: another aim to legalize all drugs. And so, what would you do about no, the drug
1: game? The movement. I'm saying it's my aim. All right. Personally, so, personally, so, all right. Well, I let me ask you. Well, I,
0: let me ask you personally then. What would you do? Drugs, what would you do but, uh, with the okay. drug dealers?
1: Well, if legalise all drugs, the drug dealers would then, I guess, be um, capitalist corporations, as they are in the United States, some parts of the United States, and in Canada, where some drugs are legalized, for example, marijuana.
0: Okay. So you're quite happy for capitalist companies to run the drugs
1: then? No, I prefer to see a revolution where we get rid of capitalism and we run society in the interest of working
0: people. Okay, so when you say get rid of capitalism, what does that mean to you? How does that look?
1: Uh, It looks like a situation where, as we're seeing around the world, particularly the United States, some parts of it, people take to the streets and take um, matters into their own hands and start to run things in a democratic fashion and exert the... Democratic control. You think America? You think America is not capitalists now? Is that what you think? No, I said that we're beginning to see the beginnings of people power, where people begin to see their own power and begin to realise that actually they are the ones that produce the essential services, not the bankers and the heads of the corporations. They're the ones that produce the essential services, and actually people are beginning to gain the confidence when they see the crickets that run our, our societies. How incompetent they are, and begin to realise through their own actions that they are perfectly capable of running their own lives and the things that affect our uh-huh. lives and the products of our labour. Do you believe have no in?
0: Do you animals. believe in democracy, Gary?
1: Yeah, I believe in absolute democracy. Okay.
0: yeah. so you believe like in? Democracy. So you believe in elections?
1: Much, I believe in a much higher level of democracy than the current setup. What's what? What,
0: what, what, is, what is what is what is? How can you have a higher level of democracy than one man, one vote?
1: well firstly you'd expand it expand it to women wouldn't you well so, women so do vote
0: women can vote
1: right? one you know Gary women yeah, yeah, are yeah, allowed to vote man, you? you said man didn't you but anyway yeah, yeah because, because
0: the, the phrase because the phrase one yeah. man one vote is a very well-known phrase would you like me to say one person one, one vote would that person. make you happier
1: yeah. yeah it would yeah so uh, I'm sorry if thought. I
0: offended you Gary so right, I
1: haven't offended them that's I'm good saying, just, I'm just trying to educate you. Well, so, you're not doing I'm a very good. You're not doing
0: a very good job, I'm afraid, Gary.
1: Because you keep interrupting me, but that's typical for. Yeah, maybe, well, right. well,
0: interruption uh, is um, part so, of debate, mate. If you don't stop talking, yeah. I have to interrupt you. I interrupt Peter I Hitchens said,
1: as well. You've asked me to tell you what is a higher form of democracy. You haven't let me out. Well, so go on, tell me. You. Tell me. I can't wait. Well, a much higher form of democracy is where we elect instantly recallable delegates, as they did in the Paris Commune of 1870-71 as they did in the Russian Revolution of 1917 for a few years before it degenerated. We can go into that if you like. And those delegates are instantly recallable and they are elected to control what goes on in society in terms of our production and what we produce and who gets services and so forth. It's all democratically accountable. As opposed to getting a vote once every five years, you get a vote all of the time. Yes, but you see, the trouble is, Gary, the (laughs) the, the trouble is, Gary,
0: if you had had that vote... if you had that voting system, Gary, would you not have got in the end the same result as you got back in December, uh, where the Tory Party, which is massively more popular than anything else in this country, would be the ruling party, would it not?
1: Uh, not in that system, I don't. Why not? Well, because it presupposes that we've already had a revolutionary situation in this country. And in the process of a revolutionary situation, people's ideas change, as I was pointing out earlier. People come to see their own power and say the Tory party would be be the last people to get any vote, I'd imagine, inside a word. You've got a great
0: great imagination, but I think you have no evidence with which to back that up. The people of this country, Gary, I'm afraid... Disagree, disagree with most left wing ideology. They don't want a revolution. They don't want some kind of people power. They want the police to protect them from the bad guys. And they don't wish to enter into some anti-capitalist, you know, dream state where nothing works. You've just mentioned the Russian Revolution which resulted in an absolute horror show for many people. People were murdered by the thousands, by Stalin. People were murdered by the millions, by other places where this so-called people power has actually happened. Why don't you call it like it is? It's nothing to do with people power. It's what you want and what the people who agree with you want. It's not about what other people want. And it ain't democracy, whichever way you cut it.
1: There's lots of different people in the Black Lives Matter movement with lots of different ideas. I happen to be a socialist. I'm quite open about that. Um, but not everybody is. Um, there'll be lots of people that actually... Hardly anybody happy, is, Gary. A good idea. I'm sure. So it's a broad movement of all different sorts of people. But what I would argue and what I argue is the movement is the way to get results is by using revolutionary methods. The way to get results is by a mass movement as Martin Luther King built in the United States of America. That's how we got a black president elected, because people fought for their rights, but not not by petitioning, not by pleading, uh, not by voting. They did it through a mass movement of people on the streets. Um, And the extent to which such movements are violent is dependent on the state trying to clamp down on them.
0: So you would be happy to be part of a violent movement for change?
1: No, I said the extent to which those movements become violent is to do with the state clamping down upon them.
0: So are you saying you would be happy to support violence to overthrow the system?
1: No, I'm happy to support a mass movement to overthrow the system.
0: Okay, final question for you, right? Um, Are there going to be any more Black Lives Matter marches in London?
1: Of course. I don't see um, racial equality happening this anytime soon unless we carry on marching so we have to keep the momentum going obviously we don't want to, um, people have decided to call off the march on Saturday because the, um, the fascists wanted to attack it and no doubt it would be the black youth that would be blamed for fighting back in that situation so it would been moved to Friday well, so what, what makes, what makes <laughs> ah, what, what, ah, what, you think yeah, what, 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 blazer, what, blah blah what makes, oh, blah blah, blah. What <sighs> what makes you think
0: uh, what makes you think the people you refer to as fascists uh, Gary aren't going to uh, be able to change their movement to Friday.
1: They're not very clever. They booked it all up for um, Saturday, but I'm sure they maybe, maybe they will. But why do, uh, we'll why do,
0: why do you call them, why do you call them fascists, Gary?
1: Because um, we're talking about organisations like the Democratic Football Lads Alliance. You might have seen them on the streets of Coventry uh, a couple of days ago, where they were celebrating. Some of them. Uh, we're celebrating the um, promotion of Coventry City um, to the Championship. I think. I um, sound like very fascist um, behaviour. They Ireland, chased two black youths into a corner and almost lynched them. They're those kind of people. The when same kind when, of you, people say, when you say people when people you say
0: almost lynched them, them that's very um, yeah. that's very um, well, sort of provocative language.
1: Well, it's not what happened. I'm just saying what happened. Well, so, when you um, say
0: they almost lynched them, what do you mean exactly?
1: Yeah. Um, they chased them into a corner, into a dead end, and it was... A baying crowd of several dozens hmm. of um, supposed football supporters chucking beer bottles and all sorts oh, of things. Oh chucking
0: bottles. Oh what a bit a like the Black Lives Matter
1: marks then. Hang on, a couple of them had weapons. They did they, they could have got killed, but actually the, the police turned up and got in the way. Oh. Actually, instead, so instead the, the police, police
0: so the police yeah, that yeah. you want to do away with saved their lives.
1: Like, yeah, so they did actually, yeah. And 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 the reality was that they actually handcuffed the black kids because the, the white um, fascists said, but they oh they got knives, so they handcuffed immediately handcuffed the, the black kids, not the white guy that was brandishing a knife. <laughs> if you see the video, right. which I think Facebook. So is it doesn't off.
0: sound like Social what you were saying. So. Uh, so, they,
1: so yeah, those they're those kind of people, very right. violent, viciously racist people. Um, and in Hockenston, in Hertfordshire, you might have seen them also, see Kyling and making monkey noises at a peaceful Black Lives, dem- Black Lives Matter demonstration <laughs> a few days ago. That is on social media. The Tory MP has actually said it was an outrageous um, occurrence and they're being hunted down. That is the, the race, the racist and fascist yes. by the police, apparently. We'll see what comes of that.
0: Right. And do you also endorse the um, defacing of the cenotaph and the uh, spray painting of Churchill's
1: statue. Well, you know, Churchill, what did what did it say? But he's a racist. That was actually a statement of truth. No, it's not fair. So, um, you no. Know, well, I it's not. It's, I, a, it's a statement. It's a statement put, of opinion, Gary.
0: It's a statement of opinion.
1: opinion. Well, you don't know much about Churchill. You should read um, his biography. What's his name? Boris Johnson's written one, isn't it? I haven't read it myself, but no, I know, know something okay. about Churchill. No, but in 1940. But it's okay to just throw it's just
0: it's okay to call people racist, was, isn't it? You just call everybody a racist. He
1: said that the Aryans should rule the world, basically. That's what Church that's what Church was about. Mm. That's a rough quote from him. Have you, um, Marx, but, uh, were, Gary, have you ever studied Karl Marx, Gary? Indians were Indians Have you ever studied Karl Marx, Gary? Pardon?
0: Have you ever read anything by Karl Marx?
1: Yes, I've read a lot. By would
0: you Karl call Marx. would you call him a racist?
1: No, I wouldn't call Why not? him a racist, no because he wasn't a racist. Oh, I
0: see. OK, so you don't think his views on people of colour are interesting?
1: I do think his views on, on racism are very interesting. Right. And he was a supporter of the abolition movement and of the uh, Union armies in the Civil War, because mm. he understood the need to actually destroy slavery and the racism went with it in order to build a unified working class that could actually make a revolution, Yes. I well,
0: it's interesting that a
1: lot that's of the people... A lot that of the is people, somewhat different But do you seriously... In the Bengal, Gary, in, in the, in the Bengal famine in Gary, 1943. Do, you, do you seriously
0: think... Do you seriously that's, think, um, Gary... Was, hang on, uh, hang on. Gary, Darry, Gary, on. Gary, yeah. listen to me. Do you seriously yeah, think yeah. that writing... Winston Churchill is a racist on a statue in the centre of London is going to make any difference whatsoever to the attitude of people who you would regard as racist. If anything, it's going to make them more racist.
1: Did I say anything about that? I said you asked me what I thought about it. I said it's a statement of truth. Well,
0: I asked you if you endorsed the, the act of actually spray painting on the statue. I also asked you if you endorsed the defacing of the cenotaph.
1: Do I endorse it? Yes. I didn't endorse it. I didn't do it, and um, but I understand why it happened. Would you condemn um, the people
0: that tried to set fire to the Union flag?
1: I didn't see anyone try to set fire to the Union flag, but again, well, you've obviously missed it. It's on social media, Gary. You must. uh, You might have to. You might have
0: to change the way that you look at social media.
1: Around the world, Union flag represents many people around the world as a symbol of imperialism. So I can understand people that know their history might want to burn it. Are you I proud? Let
0: me ask one, one final he, question, Gary.
1: he is a racist. Gary, one one,
0: um, one final question, Gary.
1: To be honest, we don't need to take lessons from Churchill or the Tories about fighting fascism. So they're the one that capitulated to fascism.
0: I see. So, so, no, so, he so you ne-
1: wouldn't. All right. For so for Churchill didn't fight
0: fascism. Excellent.
1: All right, Gary. One final it was, it was, one, one one final British question, Empire. Gary. One Churchill final question. To defend the British Empire. That's why he had a beef with Hitler. He one one of him on. Right. read of him on. The Aryans to rule oh the world. So he
0: agreed with him, right? That's why we went to war.
1: Listen, one final question, Gary. You went to war to defend the British Empire. That's why you're in North Africa. That's why he wanted to invade North Africa and did invade North Africa to defend Egypt. right you people don't get a history lesson,
0: Gary? One final question for what you. What
1: happened in the Second World War?
0: One final question for you, Gary. One final question, please. One final question. Yeah, please, go for,
1: go this is, for this it. Is, yeah.
0: This is the big one for you. This is your chance to prove that you're not actually uh, rather deranged. Are you proud to be British?
1: No, I'm not, I, am, I am an internationalist. Thank
0: Nations. you very much indeed. Uh, Gary McFarlane is not proud to be British. He is an internationalist. He would like us uh, not to have capitalism. Uh, he would like us not to have the Tories he would like us not to have fought the war because actually Winston Churchill was on the side of Adolf Hitler. These are the kind of people that run Black Lives Matter. This is Talk Radio.
2: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perrier Awards.
0: that music can mean only one thing this has been one hell of a show I have to say thank you to all of you for listening thank you to all of you for watching on YouTube it has been an amazing uh, period of, of, of two and a half two and three quarter hours where we've had more people listening I think and watching than ever before uh, it's been quite extraordinary quite an extraordinary day Nigel Farage uh, the, Gary McFarlane from Black Lives Matter loads of your calls in between uh, now I'm delighted to say it's time to welcome Martin Malagon, uh, my producer uh, and saviour in many ways uh, and producer wow. of what great <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) radio we put out here she's now going to do the Perry Awards
3: I'm not so sure that's what I'm going to do really let me um, what are you going to do let you into a little secret okay so listen so I normally come in and I write a script yes and I prepare this yes and it's all very well thought of mm Today that's not been
0: the case. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going um, without the script. So I
3: literally, I literally. No have safety a, net. I literally have a list of the clips. Well, that's all right. I mean,
0: I'm sure uh, you can talk around but,
3: them. Well, I, I've got no choice. Way. Do it. I've got no choice. But it's been a great show. So well done, Mike. It really
0: has. Thank and you um, to everyone behind the glass. I was as just well. say.
3: I was just gonna say. Can I just say, Amy, Easy Carl, Gareth as well. Yes. They've been absolutely fantastic. Right. So thank you so much. And
0: do watch out on YouTube for all of the clips because there are already yes. some of them out there as we speak. But yes. we want you to to pass them on, tell people about this radio show because it is really something special
3: Absolutely, just don't watch this bit because it's about to be a little bit chaotic but anyway
0: We'll see, I have great uh, confidence in you
3: Thank you very much. No Someone problem. has to uh, good afternoon and welcome to the Peril Awards. Thank this you. is where we look back over the past week of the so-called independent so in, so-called so-called independent independent Republic of my Grave on To radio. and basically, I choose my favorite moment. Yes. Uh, the first Peril is its tradition uh, goes to you, uh, you, and it's something that I called uh, the Tongue Twist of the Week
0: completely and utterly uh, without care uh, for anybody else at all walking around so uh, uh, ignoring social distancing rules well as i often say uh, the number of words i utter on a, any given week i'm not even sure how many words no. there are but there's quite a lot
3: i think we should get someone to count them
0: i think there must be a, an algorithm for that mustn't there surely they would have there's an something algorithm
3: for everything yeah, isn't
0: it there say. must be some way of doing it without actually having to do it manually
3: yes or maybe we can just get Gareth to do it. He's sitting outside not doing yeah. much anyway. Yeah, well,
0: or somebody who's very good at adding up.
3: Carol Waldman Yes. We yeah. could get her on. <laughs> she
0: could do it. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, but my feeling is there's probably enough in there to write a major book, I would say. Oh, definitely. So to get the odd one wrong, I think, is you know acceptable.
3: No, listen, uh, as I've said many times mm. on this show, you're only human. Exactly. Uh, and also a source of uh, a lot of amusement for yes. us. So I can only thank you for that. No problem. The next one, uh, you share it with uh, studio manager, Amy. Oh, uh, yes. You guys win a parry for the accident of the week.
0: Oh three four You'll listen to me, Mike Graham, right here on the fastest growing radio station on the planet. It is no- nothing but talk radio. That's great. Thank you it? very much indeed for ending so cleverly. Wasn't that great? I didn't even mean to do that.
3: <laughs> and that's why it's called the accident of yeah, the week. <laughs> but
0: it was a good accident because I l- literally ended right on the button.
3: I know. I, I don't know, know how I
0: do that. Scary.
3: I think. Did you aim to do that? No. Maybe. Maybe we should. You see,
0: I never know when Amy's going to stop playing the music. That's she keeps me on my toes because oh, yeah. I never have a clue whether it's going to stop, start, keep going. I never know.
3: There have been a conversation as about mm. this behind the glass. Have there? And I think we're just going to have to live with it. <laughs> Bless well, her. she has her
0: own style. It's fine. Of course, it's fine. I need, I need I'm it's fine a good with that. Thing.
3: Um, we we send. I'm going to say a quick hello to Mark as well. Yeah, he's regular not well? Studio manager who's not well, but I think he's back on Monday. Get so, well Mark, soon get well soon we've missed you and you know just, just come back on Monday because yes. you know there's been a couple of um, incompetence reports oh and today I, but, uh, I will well, not highlight them no
0: please don't I'm joking of that course that would be unfair
3: um, let's move on to Dr Matt Paris from International SOS he yes. wins the correction of the week
0: close together and i appreciate a pub is not a workplace but it's where we often go after work well it is for people who work there though of course Mm -hmm. isn't it well that's true it is for those who work there that's absolutely right you're absolutely right well you know it's true yeah i'm afraid right right. again yeah
3: and you know from corrections to uh clarifications this is the clarification of the week
0: Right now, though, let's talk to our good friend, Mr. Bayer who's, of course, a conservative YouTuber, uh, a man that's been on talk radio many, many times. Uh, he's appeared uh, very often on Plank of the Week, not as a plank, of course, but as a panelist on Plank of the Week. Yes, well, it's important to make that uh, distinction.
3: It's actually very important to make that distinction. Yes,
0: because almost whenever I mention Plank of the Week, people yeah. say, but not as a plank.
3: Yes. They always <laughs> want
0: to correct me as if I'm making some kind of you know, judgment on judgment.
3: Well, them. no one wants to be on plank of the week, wow. uh, except for some people who have approached me in the last few days asking to be on plank of the week. I've heard that there
0: are some people who are willing to prostrate themselves in order to try and get on it, but I'm not I having any of that. I
3: don't know what that word means, prostrate. Well, it means
0: basically lying down, you know, and, you know... Surrendering. Oh okay. That's kind of what See? I that's the sense that I meant it in.
3: I was I was going on about this last week about how I learn a new week. Yeah, you a, go. New, a new week, a new word. What was there. that
0: word that we learned from Boris this week?
3: Uh actually I think it's in one of the clips coming up, but I'll just Oh, good. Uh, ter, ter, tergiversation.
0: Something like that, yes. Well I Because I, you uh, told me it was the same as the Spanish word. Yes,
3: yeah, so in, in Spanish it's tergiversación. I love it. it. Comes from tergiversar, which is one of my favourite. I don't words think I could ever say that. Yes you can. Say it again. Um ter, not quite no i
0: definitely need to rework my lips on that but that's very okay.
3: good don't worry about it that's we'll okay just, I'll, I'll send you a tutorial over the weekend yes. um the next period. Oh yeah, something happened earlier this week, which is uh, very unusual. Which is uh, Ian Collins' blessing. He was off. Uh, that meant he wasn't that Mark. Well. He wasn't well. Uh, but he's well now, which is good. Uh, Mark uh, Dolan uh, sat in for him, yes. and uh, the following thing happened.
0: Mark Dolan is with me. Um, this is an unusual moment, isn't it? Well, it is. It's lovely to be in the studio at a very safe distance, Mike. Yes. Well, you call it safe, but I can get you from here, you know. Don't think that you're in any way safe. <laughs> well, exactly right. I've I'm, I'm, never I'm assumed that.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure how he took
0: that, to be honest.
3: Well, listen, uh, we, we took it as the threat of the week. It was. Well,
0: you know, sometimes you have to make threats.
3: Well, listen. I uh, I'm I'm not one to uh, to argue with that. Mark is because 'cause I'm today, at the same distance. Yes. <laughs> Mark,
0: Mark is uh, on at four, is he not?
3: Yes In he's drive. on he's four seven yes. Friday drive. Excellent. Uh, no Christmas trees uh, will be appearing on his show today, hopefully. Why? Well this is a, oh this is a meta reference of like a couple of weeks ago he oh, won right. a period for someone was walking past oh, the window with right. a Christmas tree, yes. remember, yes, remember? Which that. I can see from here, by the way.
0: Can you? Yeah. I, I can, can see the Tower of London from here.
3: Can you? Yeah, you've never mentioned. I know. That I, I've
0: barely rarely mentioned it.
3: Goodness me, you should mention that more often. Yes. Uh, now, for the moment that uh, we're all uh, waiting for the James Lovin Perry Award for technical problems.
0: Yes. Let's talk now, though, to somebody who's never boring. Uh, it is of course Ladonna Harvey, uh, who is here from KOGO in San Diego, California. Ladonna, a very good morning to you. Oh, we've lost Ladonna for a second. There's you a bit of turgidisation going on inside the control room. Ah, we can get her back. There's the word. Turgivization, anyway. brilliant.
3: Uh, I've literally just realized that you could hear the talk back on that clip. Yes, I could,
0: so we could hear you as well. <laughs> Very good. Yep, well done, Larvin.
3: So is that double uh, Up your Larvin. game, Larvin. Yeah. Get on with it. Put on a thicker glass between yeah. the control room and the. We could the do studio. with some
0: more soundproofing. Yeah, we realize. could
3: do that, yeah, because yeah. uh, there was another incident earlier this week which I haven't included it in the right. parries, but the producer, Ricky Freelove, you'll ah, yes. know him from the infamous sneeze, sneeze of, of the week. Sneeze of the week. week. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, apparently there was some cackling uh, Cackling. behind the glass. No, that's definitely not allowed. It was worse than that. Goodness me. Anyway, so you earlier, you said that I'm your saviour. You know, you might be onto something there. Yes. Because uh, the other day I left you alone for just a minute and a half and this is what happened.
0: IAG, the parent company, because what they're doing, quite frankly, is pretty disgraceful. But before we do any of that, uh, let's talk to James Chiaverini, our good friend from Il Portico, London's oldest family-run restaurant in Kensington, because uh, um, we've got to get the news first. I'm sorry. uh, Coming up, uh, here's Sandy Wall.
3: Literally yeah, to the loo. for
0: some reason I thought we'd done the news already. I can't explain that.
3: <laughs> it's just been a very confusing week, isn't it? It's been it? busy. It's it has been to... so full yeah, on. Right. But also, you know. I've
0: got, I'm sort of like a, a, a dog in some ways. If you come in and say to me something, I get distracted. Yeah, I know. If people say anything to me, I kind of I go, know. huh? I know. <laughs> and then my brain just stops and then I do oh, something that I shouldn't do.
3: Well, listen. Uh, I'm
0: apologising now.
3: Thank you for that. I not take your apology. I accept it. Uh, the next one is for uh, Conservative MP Matt Vickers. He wins a peri for showing his enthusiasm for PMQs.
0: Looking forward to Prime Minister's questions tomorrow, Matt? Always.
3: That did not sound genuine <laughs> no, at all.
0: I don't think he means it.
3: I don't think he means it no. at all.
0: Well, maybe he's, not inc- maybe he's not allowed in. Maybe that's the problem.
3: Well, in that case, you should be watching on YouTube because yeah. we, uh, we, we take that live. We
0: show it live on YouTube. We show yeah, it you live. can watch it here we on tour radio. We can see PMQs,
3: exactly. we can see you, we can see Charlotte Ivers. Yep. It's great. Mm. Uh, now, for the last two, we're going to go to Ian Collins' show in which uh, former Brexit Party MEP Claire Fox wins the Cough of the Week.
1: But there's been an argument going on in Bristol for many years, actually, about what to do about Colston. <coughs> uh,
2: <laughs> sorry about that. The Colston sorry. Cough. <laughs> the Colston <is> that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Goodness
0: me. That isn't good. Oh, dear. It's yeah. not good
3: at all. Right. And uh, finally, a yes. fresh para award for this morning. After Julia Hartley breakfast. Mm. She wins the Wrong-Namer of the Week. Right now, let's get Westminster Business with Charlotte Ivers, who's Talk Radio's political correspondent. Good morning to you, Gabriella.
1: <laughs> good morning, Julia. Did I say
3: Gabriella? I'm so surprised. I don't know why I said that. You know, I've just had an email from one of my lovely colleagues, Gabriella. That's why.
0: Well, I and know why she said it, because Gabriella sent her an email. Correct. And Gabriella she works just, on her show. Yeah. <laughs> so she's obviously thinking about Gabriella.
3: Yes, yes, which is understandable. Easily done. It would have been very weird if she said my name, for example. Well, Because I haven't worked on the other show Other people for may years. do
0: that, inadvertently.
3: Well, listen, I don't know what to say about Your admirers, that. admirers, you know. Well, yeah, the two of them, my mum well, and my dad. <laughs> I'm not sure there are more than that. But um, that was great. That's it. So that's all for the pair of awards. There'll be more, maybe scripted or not, next week.
1: The Perrier Awards on Talk Radio.
2: Talk Radio. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.